back here in Las Vegas on Radio Row. And when we're live from Radio Row, we're here thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend and save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610. And by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com. It's always an honor when we're joined by the chairman and CEO of the Kansas City Chiefs here on 610 Sports Radio, Clark Hunt. Thanks so much for stopping by again. Uh, this is just a routine for you on, a, on an annual basis now. It's not a bad gig. <clears throat> Yeah, it, it sure is. Um, we're thrilled, obviously, to be back in the big game uh, this coming Sunday. I always enjoy visiting Radio Row, but when we're playing in the game, it's even more special. Like at this stage, I know that like you kind of like they're like, well, you don't want to get used to it. You don't feel like you get used, but on your end, you know, like not having to play in it makes it a little bit easier for the like. No, that's fine. I I kind of like. Do you like getting used to the feeling of, like, ah, this is good for me? <laughs> yeah, it, absolutely. Uh, it makes for a busy couple of weeks, but we'll take that every year. Um, I spent the last uh, couple of days uh, with, with the team, and, and I will say they know the routine. Uh, now having been through it uh, several times and uh, as recently as last year, uh, they're definitely in a routine. They know exactly you know what's coming. Opening night last night, for example, uh, with, with all the media there, uh, they really enjoyed that. So we're ready to go. I know this is always the plan, but sometimes best laid plans, right? So you go back and you hire Andy Reid, and then a few years later you go with Patrick Mahomes at the draft. I know that the plan is, hey, we're going to become perennially interested. But even at that point, was the could you have envisioned four Super Bowls in five years? Uh, yeah, well, Coach Reed gets the credit for the success that we've had really over the last decade, and of course, from the day he came into the building, the culture changed. Uh, um, we went from having a very difficult season in 2012 to winning the first nine games in 2013. And something that gets forgotten is Andy had a pretty impressive resume already having been to five nfc championship games uh, with the eagles having made one super bowl but he didn't win the super bowl so he didn't have you didn't have that super bowl success um, so that that was part of his makeup for sure and uh, we've we've just benefited from his leadership over the last 11 years obviously drafting patrick and having the franchise quarterback which is sort of a key part of, of building a team that can consistently compete for championships has been you know very helpful but uh we've been very blessed uh, no doubt about it i know just i know that the, the tarmac story and we're not gonna let him leave how many minutes into the convert the first conversation with andy reef from the other thing you're like nah but i'm gonna hire him <laughs> we're good like how long did it honestly take uh, it, it probably took uh you know an hour and a half two hours and we just both could tell that the chemistry was great and, and I didn't have to prevent him from leaving. He, he didn't want to leave, right? In fact, I was a little oblivious to the fact that there was a plane sitting right behind me <laughs> with the door open and the engines running. Um, I shouldn't have been, but uh, I, I learned from him later, yeah, that he was supposed to get on that plane. But uh, somewhere in the middle of our interview, he had canceled it. We're talking to the chairman and CEO of the Kansas City Chiefs, Clark Hunt, here on 610 Sports Radio. Did you ever think... It, you would have a football team here that's become sort of the villain of the NFL. It was a little bit of the theme last night with the crowd booing Mahomes and, and Kelsey, but it speaks to the success, right? I mean, usually in sports, when you win a lot, people find ways to, to hate you a little bit. Did you ever think your franchise would be in that spot? Uh, yeah, no, I really didn't and hadn't, hadn't thought a lot about it. I mean, I think uh, a lot of us know how we felt about the Patriots when they were on their amazing two-decade uh, uh, 
tromp through the NFL with success. And, um, you know, to think that, you know, we're maybe in the same position is hard, hard to believe. It's easy to think back to Super Bowl 54 when I really felt like the entire country was pulling for us and they were pulling for Andy specifically because he hadn't won, won the Super Bowl. And we had the narrative of going 50 years without going to the big game or winning the big game. Uh, so we felt a lot of support then. I'm hoping by the time we get to the game on Sunday that the Chiefs' kingdom will be there in full force and will drown out those Raiders and 49ers fans. I do think some Chiefs fans, just judging from the reaction last night, enjoyed seeing this beautiful stadium they got here, but enjoyed seeing the Chiefs logo all over the stadium. The locker room's got the Chiefs logo. Uh, what's your reaction to that? Yeah, it, it's very fascinating walking around uh, Allegiant Stadium, which uh, is so branded Raiders, uh, as is their practice facility where the Chiefs are practicing, is very much branded Raiders. And periodically you'll see a Chiefs logo uh, on the wall. And, and it's it's hard to reconcile the, the two going together. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're glad to be here. We appreciate Mark Davis's and, and the Raiders' hospitality and the great facilities they have. Clark, we know that obviously the Super Bowl coming up in a few games is a big story, but obviously you guys and the Royals are very busy with the future stadium, both project and for the renovations at Arrowhead. When you looked at Arrowhead and you guys were honestly trying to decide between new building and stadium, how hard was the nostalgia part of it, the you know what Arrowhead meant to you and to your family and has meant to your family for so long when trying to decide where to take that money in the future? Yeah, well, first of all, let me say how thankful we are to the Jackson County Legislature for putting the issue on the ballot. Um, and we've had a tremendous partnership uh, with the city of Kansas City and Jackson County that you know goes, goes back uh, five or six decades now, and we hope to be able to, to extend uh, our stay uh, in Kansas City and Jackson County specifically uh, here on, on April 2nd with that, that initiative. Um, it, we did go through a very thorough uh, analysis of whether it made more sense for us to build a new stadium uh, or to renovate Arrowhead. And for a lot of reasons, we kept coming back to Arrowhead really being the, the right answer. Um, we had the renovation that was 17, 18 years ago now uh, that, that helped bring the stadium into the mo modern era. And uh, even though you have all the, these new buildings around the NFL, which are great, right? We love going to SoFi. It's an amazing stadium, Allegiant, AT&T. Uh, etc. Uh, Arrowhead ha has weathered the test of time. It, it really has. Uh, it, it provides what we need to be successful in the National Football League. But there is also uh, a part of it that, that is very emotional for our family, and I really think for Chiefs fans in general. Uh, Chiefs fans and NFL fans love coming to GEHA Field at Arrowhead because it is iconic. It's one of the great stadiums in the NFL. Um, it's a little bit like going to Lambeau. I think every NFL fan at some point has to go to Lambeau. He went this year. <laughs> uh, Arrowhead has that, that same kind of kind of feel and notoriety. So uh, that was certainly part of the calculus in the end. Specifically in the, the renovation, I know the full details haven't been, been announced yet, but my understanding is a retractable roof or a roof of any sort is not part of the renovation. What was the, the thinking with that as well? Is it, is it kind of what Arrowhead has been, or what, how much discussion was there about adding that to the stadium? Yeah, that, that was something that we tried to accomplish 20 years ago uh, when we did the, the renovation at that, that time, and uh, unfortunately uh, that, that didn't pass. You know, probably in retrospect, uh, that, that would have been very tough uh, to accomplish from an engineering and architectural standpoint. 
we like playing in an outdoor stadium uh, for a lot of reasons, uh, like having the guys playing on grass. Uh, I think that's something that makes Kansas City attractive from a free agent standpoint. We also like playing in the elements in December and January. We think that gives us uh, an advantage, and I would point to uh, this year's wild card game at, as a prime example of that, right? That was, that was a cold <laughs> evening for sure, but uh, I, I think I think it was to our advantage to be playing in, in that environment. So uh, the renovation plans do not include a roof. If, if you're able to get this passed on the ballot in April, do you think that you guys will need this more for just making sure the stadium can hold together for the amount of time you guys would like to be under a new lease with Jackson County? Or do you think it comes with additional features for the building? Or, you know, like, what does that split look like for you guys? Yeah, it, it's definitely a combination of both. When, when you're dealing with a stadium that's 50-plus years old, uh, there are uh, structural and infrastructure issues that you just have to stay on top of. Um, uh, one of the reasons that we have the opportunity to do another renovation is because uh, the county, the sports authority, and the chiefs have done such a good job of maintaining the stadium. I can think of other old stadiums in the NFL, many of which are no longer uh, in use, uh, that you walked in, you felt like the building was falling down around you. Uh, we've been very conscious about trying to maintain Arrowhead as a top-flight NFL stadium, and that certainly will be our focus going forward as we take that building into its sixth, seventh, and eighth decade. Uh, we're going to have to make sure that, that we take care of the infrastructure things. But at the same time, there are going to be new features, right? Uh, we're focused on new features on all three levels of the stadium because we want every fan that comes to to a Chiefs game to, to appreciate uh, new amenities. Uh, we'll also uh, plan on doing some things in the parking lot, assuming that the, the Royals uh, leave Kauffman Stadium. Uh, so we, we want to make what I think is one of the best NFL game day experiences even better. With the, the vote happening on April 2nd, is there a timeline on when you expect to be able to announce some of those specifics? Yeah, our goal is uh, to get those out there in the next month. Um, we, we, we know we're sort of short on time now. We're almost exactly uh, two months away from that, that vote uh, right now. And so we want to make sure uh, that, that the voters have that information as soon as possible. We're talking to the chairman and CEO of the Kansas City Chiefs, Clark Hunt, here. All guests are presented by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. There were some reports or rumors out there over the last couple weeks around Andy Reid and his future was one report that suggested perhaps he could retire. In your conversations with Andy, what, what do you make of those reports, and, and do you believe that he's going to be coaching for many years to come? Yeah, I, I've been fascinated to see the number of articles out there speculating about uh, Andy's future. I, I have no sense from him uh, that he's ready to hang it up. Uh, I, he loves what he's doing. He is energized uh, by this team. Um, he has one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Uh, so I'm not expecting him to, to step down at the end of the season and uh, look forward, hopefully, to him coaching the Chiefs for many more years. I think the way we always looked at it is, as much as like Andy has been a football guy maybe since birth, like we can go to the punt, pass, and kick video or whatever we have to to prove Andy is a football guy. We always had a hard time imagining, like for a guy who loves coaching as much as he does, getting Patrick Mahomes, like getting that level of quarterback play, I feel like as a coach, like in your conversation with Andy, wouldn't it be a really difficult thing to want to not be near? Yeah, certainly that would be my perspective on it. Um, and, and I know he loves uh, coaching pa Patrick, the, the two of them. Uh, you know, their minds, I think, really think alike. <clears throat> and uh, uh, 
Uh, he, Andy's in the middle of one of the greatest runs in NFL history right now in terms of AFC championship success, Super Bowl success. So uh, hopefully that's a motivating factor for him to stay with us for a long time. We were talking about as it relates to Bobby Wood Jr. When you have a player like Patrick Mahomes, is that the easiest check you ever sign? <laughs> like we feel like that's how it must have been next door. Been like, yeah, that's fine. We're happy to pay Bobby. Is that is that the easy check to sign? Yeah, when we did Patrick's uh, original deal, which uh, you know had a, uh, a a face price of five hundred million, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, which sounded just incredible. I had half a billion dollars. Uh, it it no doubt was a lot of money. Uh, but when you have a, a player of Patrick's caliber, the, those are easy checks to write. One thing that Patrick mentioned on the stage with you after the AFC title game when you were getting the Lamar Hunt trophy was also uh, your, your mother and, and, and Norma Hunt and having that patch this year. Does that, does that make this year even more special just knowing that, that she was honored throughout this season? Yeah, it, it sure does. And, and I would go back to last year's Super Bowl and uh, as a family, we felt so fortunate that we were able to get her to that game because her health was already failing. <clears throat> and uh, it was, you know, so fantastic and, and uplifting to see her get to celebrate uh, another Super Bowl win in, in what would end up being her last Super Bowl. Certainly, uh, starting with that onstage ceremony um, last uh, uh, Sunday when we won the AFC Championship, all the way through the Super Bowl. It's going to be very emotional for our family. Uh, I've found myself thinking about her and my dad a lot uh, over the la last 10 days. Um, you know, Patrick was so thoughtful uh, to mention winning the Lamar Hunt Trophy with my mother's initials uh, on, on the jersey. So she'll be in the back of our minds for sure, and I know she and my dad are, are looking down and will be cheering on the Chiefs on Sunday. Which of their Super Bowl traditions do you find yourself carrying on? <clears throat> like you don't go to that many Super Bowls with not having some things you do for every single one of them, right? Yeah, well, one of the things that we always uh, did with my mom when we got to the Super Bowl was we would stop outside the stadium as a family and take a photo. Uh, you know, with with the logo for that that year's Super Bowl. So we'll probably do that that in her honor this year. Lastly, before we let you go, we do do our, our game predictions. Brought to you by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Chiefs. How do you see this thing playing out on Sunday? Well, the, the 49ers are an uh, incredible team, right? Uh, you know, they clearly deserve to be in, be in the game. They've had an ama amazing season. It's going to be a huge challenge uh, for us to beat them. Uh, but uh, no surprise, I'm going to pick the Chiefs to come out <laughs> on top and what will no doubt be a very close game. Clark, appreciate the time. Thanks so much for stopping by. Absolutely. Great being on with you guys. There you go. That is Clark Hunt, the chairman and CEO of the Kansas City Chiefs here on Radio Row in Las Vegas, getting set for the big game on Sunday against the 49ers. And uh, you think about uh, the the path. You asked him about the Andy Reid hiring. And, yeah. And it was funny. He's, he said, what did he say, like an hour and 20 minutes or so, an hour and a half maybe of the and conversation. Like, no, we're good. And, and it was, you know, he, he was quick to point out. It was, you know, everybody's made it seem like, oh, like you didn't let Andy leave. But also, like, it was one of those where you know, Andy Reid thought it was a perfect fit and obviously could not be more correct with how this thing is planned out. I thought the, the stadium stuff was interesting. You know, that's something we get asked about all the time away from sure. the, the game. It's just the stadium. And we, we already had heard it, but he, he confirmed that uh, the retractable roof is not part of the, the renovation plans. And outdoor football being part of it, grass surface being part of it, but also you, know, you do wonder, like, the, the the overall cost of the renovation, how much, I mean, would, would the, what's the, the split? What's the split? Yeah, would, would the roof have even been feasible from an engineering aspect? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm biased on this. I, I would like the idea of having a retractable roof because Final you could still have it open for the games because I love outdoor football as well, 
but you have it. You have a retractable roof because you can get yeah Final Four and have other venues year round that bring in money to the area on top of it. But and it sounds like in the next uh, month we'll get some more details on exactly what the renovations are uh, because. So much of the money might have to go into the back end stuff that none of us are ever going to see. But they're also, it's, he, he mentioned all three levels of the stadium are going to have some renovations. So it'll be interesting to see what that actually will end up looking like. I, I imagine some of it it's weird because, like, it might be things like video boards or, you know, like, I don't know, the average fan notices sure. every single time that that's the case. Maybe a little, right, that that's across the board. But he's trying to make, and this is like, when they admitted they wanted a renovation, that it was 25 years and that, that, that this money's going to go to the back end. To me, that is the mo- the biggest signal to be like, yeah, we do want to be Lambo. When he mentions Lambo, I've told you, Kaufman and Arrowhead for the longest time were stuck in a weird in-between. The classic NFL stadiums like Lambo are 40, 30. But, you know, like they're way older than Arrowhead. Same with the classic baseball stadiums. Wrigley and Fenway and all those are way older. And you're not new enough to be like, well, let's just keep, you know, like, Let's just do a massive renovation and have another 50 or 60 years out of it. Or you're stuck where it's like the 80s or 90s and you're like, get rid of it. Nobody wants the stadium you built in 1991 to still be the building you're playing in today. I thought they were just stuck in a weird in-between. And this takes them further away from that. No, they'll never be as old as Lambeau, but they will be way older than just about every other NFL stadium at the end of this thing, which means they will be one of those historic venues, Gold, that like, you went to Lambeau this year that people do visit, and you'd hope that the renovations continue the life that way. Absolutely. I think majority of people look at Arrowhead and the history that, that goes into it and probably have the preference of the renovation over the brand-new stadium. We, you know, the, to, to me, at some point in time, they're going to have to build a new stadium, but that's 30 years from now. That's 40 years from now, whatever it may be. Uh, so for the time being, they're just going to continue uh, with, with Arrowhead and renovate it. Hopefully we get some more details as we get closer uh, to April 2nd. Don't forget, April 2nd is when the ballot – I think early voting, though, Cody, yeah. starts – is it three weeks from now? I think it's like the fe- February 26th or something like that. Maybe February 29th is the deadline for the Royals to announce the what they, they claim they'll announce by where they're going to put the downtown ballpark. And that yeah. is also, as Clark Hunt mentioned there, part of the planning on the renovation that – the Royals are out of there so that they can do some things with the parking lot. We didn't get any specific details, but they're he said they're – I want them to well, turn it into apartments or something, man. No, nah, just demolish just it. Something cool. Just, just demolish I've it. seen those apartments. I, I love Kaufman. I don't just, want it to be destroyed. Just, just demolish it. Royals go downtown, which is going to happen, and then By the way, the build Andy, up something in the parking lot. The other thing was – The Andy Reid retirement okay, rumors. You and I have never been on the sense. Yeah. I, I'm even more sure now. Did Correct. you hear Clark Hunt? He said, I get no sense from Andy. He's ready to hang it up. He could not sound more sure. Yeah, and you'll hear tomorrow Brett Veach is going to join uh, Fesco in the morning tomorrow in the 6 o'clock hour, and, and you'll hear what Brett Veach has to say about that as well because that they, they asked Brett Veach uh, his thoughts on the r- rumors. I, I don't, I just, that's why the, the Mike Florios have never made sense because there, nobody within the organization is remotely concerned that that is something that is on the mind of Andy Reid at this point in time. And so I hope that does put a lot of that uh, to rest, uh, specifically now hearing uh, Clark Hunt, the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, address it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't. I don't know why it wouldn't, you know, at that point put anything to rest. It's the owner. It's, you know, it's the it's the owner. You would think that that's, that's his – if Andy's given anybody an indication, remember like when uh, – when Ned Yost was ready to retire, it turned out he had told Dayton in, like, May, dude. 
Like, I mean, he had told the general manager and the owner they knew, like, way before. That's the kind of person you let know ahead of time so that they can already be thinking about those things. So, yeah, I definitely think uh, I wouldn't worry about that, I guess, anymore. And hopefully Andy goes out and wins a Super Bowl and has won three times and four times and all that stuff. But, you know, we'll go from there and see where it, what comes next, I guess, right? We are here in Las Vegas for our big game coverage brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union, proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at chiefschecking.com. So I was seeing a few things come out of uh, today, uh, some of the media availability away from where we're at. There's the, the team hotel that has some of the, the sure. availability, and, and Andy Reid, of course, is speaking to uh, the media. Uh, he said, quote, Joe Tooney is a long shot to play. You asked me that question about an hour ago or less than an hour ago, and that's kind of where we were at. Uh, I think I said like 10 to 15% chance. I was asked this morning on a station, is he going to play uh, or anything like that? Um, it, it just seemed very unlikely in there you have for me. If Andy Reid on a Tuesday is it's saying he's a long unlikely. shot, he's not. If he's saying it's a long shot on a Tuesday, he's not playing. He's not playing. I don't know why you would assume that. I mean, yeah, why you would assume he would get on the field. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Because at this point, there's no real clear indication he's going to be available or consistent um, or consistently available at any point this week. Look, I told you. I just don't think I'd risk it. I respect If Allegretti wants to try all week and take the Hail Mary and see where he is at the end, I got no complaints, okay? I mean, I understand why he'd want to wait till the very last minute in order to make sure that for sure that would be the case. Um, but, you know, you can't, you know, you can't risk it. If the guy's 70%, just put Nick Allegretti. Also, it's a uh, really good defensive line. Also, Andy was asked about Kadarius Toney, uh, who we all know. Had the Instagram post last night. He gave an interesting explanation. We were gonna. We, we obviously moved some things around today. Maybe we'll talk more about it tomorrow. But just if you're wondering where Andy is at, he says Tony has been practicing. We'll see how it goes for Sunday. Which is he ain't exactly playing. Uh, the one disappointing thing I did hear from Andy, and this one stinks because we we talked about it yesterday, and I was excited. He said the chances of McKinnon playing are slim hmm. on Sunday, and I, we talked about the benefit of having Jarek McKinnon in this offense. Now, having surgery January 2nd, we all assumed his season was done, but I got excited when I saw they opened up his practice window. But it sounds like practice window is what it's going to be, unless unless you think, Cody, there's gamesmanship and and all that. But I don't know. That would be pretty – Pretty far-fetched to think that he would say, you know, he, he's uh, got a slim chance to play, and then all of a sudden he's he's the guy that plays. Outside. It's more likely to me McKinnon plays than uh, than Joe Tooney. Slim, was, long shot, which one's worse? <laughs> I was, pick, your, pick your word. Sure. I was more concerned about it before at least Clyde did a respectable job. Like, there were times earlier this year and last year, I'm like, please, please get Jarek McKinnon involved. I desperately want him to be available and available right now so that they could use him Clyde while not look again not um, dynamic in the red zone the way he had been he's done a nice job this year like I can give credit where credits due Clyde's done a perfectly fine job if you if he wasn't a first round pick you wouldn't even you wouldn't even talk about Clyde the way we talk about him if he were just a six round pick and you were the backup running back and you were hoping that Clyde and he was doing a nice job well then that's all it would be He'd be a perfectly fine backup running back who does a semi-acceptable job or is an acceptable job when Isaiah Pacheco isn't available. And I'll be honest with you, I don't want a lot of carries for any of them anyway. I want a lot of Isaiah Pacheco in the final game of the season with the Super Bowl on the line and everything else going. 
Yeah, give, give me another 24, 25 carries from Pacheco again. Yes. That, they've done that twice in the playoff run. And, and the only re- the only reason, Cody, that he, I think he didn't get that against Buffalo is they just got doubled up on plays. I mean, they, he had 15, or yeah, 15 carries, but which seems small, but the Chiefs ran half the plays of the Buffalo Bills. Otherwise, he probably was going to – it would have been, I think, truly three plays in a row or three games in a row he would have had 24 or 25 carries. I don't know why that's going to change. Also, Again, one the, time toe, in regular season. The, the toe and ankle, another week and a half off. They can manage it anyway. The, the bigger shoe, little padding. He's good to go. I'm not concerned. Run him into the ground. That's how effect. He's such a key piece. Everybody asks about Kelsey Mahomes. Duh, I get it, of course. Isaiah Pacheco is massive. Massive yeah. for this offensive turnaround. He, we've, <laughs> we've said it all year, and we'll continue to say so, or at least we said it at some point in the year. Um, the only thing that matters at all is four players on offense. That includes Patrick Mahomes, Rasheed Rice, Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Kelsey. Pacheco's included in that conversation. Okay, that's why. We know how important he is, Gold. We understand what he does for this team and what it will rely on in order to get him there. So let's keep our fingers crossed that everything's fine with him. But McKinnon, look, long shot. If he gets on the field, great. If not, at least I'm comfortable with the players they have available at this time. All right, coming up next as we continue here on Radio Row. Still got a half hour to go on day number two from Radio Row. We'll get to what's trending. We'll also get back into a little bit on last night's media opening night and how everything went down with that, in particular as we ask Clark Hunt, the villain role that Chiefs continue to embrace here in Las Vegas. 